Hello guys and welcome to this episode 15 of the Foxes Fancast. On this week's episode, the two Dans return for their fourth appearance. We discuss the Spurs result as well as looking into what's going wrong currently and the impact that Europa League or Champions League may have next season on the football club. As always guys, I just want to say a big thank you for all your support. It is really appreciated um, and long may it continue. Now enjoy the episode. Good evening, lads. How are we? Brilliant. You know, I can't be better, Sam. As a massive yeah, Spurs fan, delighted, delighted with another fantastic result for Leicester on a Sunday. We did have a good one midweek. Can we can we address that first, or is that does that make yesterday's result even worse? It's Monday when we're recording. Well, it's kind of it's kind of pointless, really. Like, well, it's not because we still play. We did actually play a lot better against Sheffield United. Let's be honest, we did. It was much better. Um, you know, Luke Thomas come in, nineteen years old. Um, absolutely no fear on the lad. He played really good. Um, but and then and then we go and put in a like you know a bit of a pathetic display um, yesterday, and it just makes it feel like oh, it's another big game that we've just bottled again. It's just you feel like you're always repeating yourself, um, and and it's just a bit tedious, I reckon. Yeah, it's just. It wasn't good. It really, really wasn't good. No. I know what you're Thursday was, ter- So Thursday was probably the nearest we've got, you'd say, to turning up in a big game. Because to be fair, it was sort of like, if we don't win this, we're out of it. I thought we were really good. And, I thought we were really good yeah. Thursday. And it was the most well-polished um, Leicester side I've seen yeah. Yeah, for, for a long time. Even going back, I know people say that the rot sort of started Norwich at home. But even before that, I, I don't think we were playing that well. And I think I, mean, I think we just absolutely, we dominated every area of the pitch and we didn't give Sheffield United a kick. And then I was thinking to myself, and it was typical lesser that they allowed me to do, do it. I thought to myself, you know what? Actually, fair play to them. After the Bournemouth game, they've come out, they've had a dressing down and, and we looked composed. Sheffield United, all we talked about in the build-up was how Sheffield United are well set up side. They're going to make it yeah, difficult are, yeah. for us. Yeah. And we took everything that they had and we just went, no, we're better than you. And I was thinking, yeah, you know what? And it got to the point where I was thinking, I don't know what's going to come on uh, Sunday. Well, I don't know if we're going to be good, if we're going to be bad. And Yeah. Well, there's, what would, yeah. What would it feel like the corner had been a bit turned, didn't it, against Sheffield United? <laughs> you did sort of think maybe, like if, if we were going to turn a corner, that's exactly how you'd want to do it. That was just... Yeah, I agree with everything you said. I think there's a case to say it was the best we've played at home this season, to be honest. Mm. I would I would say I, think, I genuinely think United United look, we made Sheffield United look very ordinary when they're actually not a bad side at all. Like And that's we, the side know, that beat they beat Chelsea three 0 the yeah, sort of yeah, couple of days before. We made Sheffield United look like what everyone thought they'd be. Yeah. 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 But, but like obviously yeah, as, as I said, like they, they really aren't a bad side and yet when I was watching them I thought the golfing class between us and them was remarkable, considering mm. that we're only like, you know, three or four places above them. And in like the recent form table, they're probably above us. So, we Probably. Know, I, I, think we I don't think there's any probably about it. <laughs> if yeah, you're yeah, outside the relegation battle, you're probably above us in the form table. <laughs> Other than Norwich, yeah. I think. I was trying to be Nor- Norwich are anomaly. They're, they're so bad. They did take four points off us this season, though. Well, thanks for that. That is so utterly pitiful. It really is just... I genuinely I think that's about as that bad... That is, if you wanted a stat to sum up... like, And I, and I know that people will, will throw whatever stat you want at, at Leicester and they'll, they'll look to overanalyze it. But I don't think you have to look more than the fact that Norwich have taken four points off us. 
Mm-hmm. That does sum up the decline, don't it? Well, I was looking earlier. I think they've scored five goals in 2020. They've and scored, we lost to them in 2020. I think they've scored two goals in the last uh, 11 games. And and one of them, we was, lost one of them, them was against that us. Period. Yeah, they beat us 1-0. It, honestly, it's... That and the Bournemouth results were just diabolical. But this is a thing. Just, I, just no, and this might be no a bit of a controversial opinion, and and I don't know how how this will come across. But I think the result yesterday, for me as a fan and for someone who cares about the football club, I think that was more worrying than the Bournemouth game because the I, Bournemouth game, and I'll, I'll explain that as to as to why the Bournemouth game. Right, we just absolutely went to pot. You know, we we just went to pot and everything collapsed. And occasionally things like that happen. You know. Uh, I'm a big yeah. cricket fan. Occasionally, teams just absolutely collapse, and it, and it just and you go, what on earth has happened there? And they just collapse, and that's what happened. The whole team just collapsed. Yet the game yesterday for me felt like we what we had like seventy percent possession. I think more than seventy percent possession. And yeah, and people will say, oh, we we dominated the game, you know, and we got hit three times on the counter. We that only happened because Spurs allowed that. We didn't dominate. It didn't the look game. like we had any way. Of winning the game? If you do concede an early goal, I think you're likely to win the possession stat, especially yeah. when you're as frequently poor as breaking teams down as Leicester are. I don't know how much sense. I don't know how much you, you, you boys look into the, the XG and, and stuff like that, but we had an XG yesterday of one point two goals and Spurs was zero point seven seven. So so we should have in theory, according to, to the analysts, we should have won that game. But even 1.2, we had that much possession and we're just not clinical. But the thing you know, is, the, right, Sam, like, ultimately, the, I don't even know what XG is and I'm, to be honest, I'm not really that bothered. But, like, it doesn't, all that doesn't matter because we still got thumped 3-0 and, like, we... No, we but this is, a, this is a point I'm making. I wasn't, I wasn't defending Leicester. If you look to that Sheffield United game and we sat here and spoke about how good we were and we thought, yeah, we, we played really well and we did. We were, we were really composed. Barnes missed two great opportunities. Um, Vardy missed one. You know, and the goals came from, uh, from a, go- a well-taken Perez goal and Damari Gray scored, you know? And, and it just it just looks like maybe we allowed ourselves to sort of did we kid ourselves in thinking that we turn this corner? Yet when it comes down to it, Spurs absolutely schooled us yesterday. Regardless of whether people want to say, oh, we dominated possession or they scored a couple of goals or maybe Kane was offside in the in the build up to the first one, you know, we got we got schooled. We we got absolutely schooled, and it, it came down to it. In my opinion. And, I, and I'm not even a massive fan of him, but it came down to it as Brendan Rodgers getting absolutely schooled by Mourinho. It, it did. I would, um, I would not disagree yeah. with that. I, I, the, what, the one thing I would disagree with is that, like, the, the result yesterday worries me, obviously, but it doesn't worry me as much as the Bournemouth um, result because I think ultimately Spurs are a better side and I think next season they're probably going to be pretty good. Um, don't get me wrong, it, it was terrible. But, um, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it was as bad as the Bournemouth one, but I agree with your point about Rodgers getting um, tactically outdone by Mourinho. I think that was pretty obvious who was going to win the battle of that anyway. Um, so, so yeah, that's that's what I would agree on, definitely. Um, ultimately, Mourinho is a better manager than Rodgers, I would probably say. Um, so, that, that that's that's it, really. There's no doubt about it. Um, but, I, I don't know, I just think yesterday was just... It was, again, like, 
we didn't actually start that bad. Like for the first like few minutes, I thought we were actually okay. And as soon as they scored their goal, okay, you can debate whether someone was offside in the build-up or whatever. Like, but ultimately, it, you know, it, it it doesn't matter. I'm not going to start blaming VAR and all that because we we didn't deserve anything out of the game. And what we deserved happened. We lost three nil, and and that's it. Like, there's no blame on anything else. There's n- none of the elements mattered. We weren't good enough, and that is why we lost. Okay. You know, ultimately, like, the first goal, though, it's sort of, you know, even if it was offside, why are our three ageing centre-halves that high up? Well, this is like, what I wanted to, to ask me, you. This is a question I wanted top. to ask like, you. Don't get me wrong. Uh, maybe there was a mistake. I don't know in, sorry, in the officiating on that goal. But surely what happened was kind of inevitable. Like, it was totally predictable that Son would rip us to shreds on the break. Mm-hmm. They, had, they didn't have to commit anyone forward at all. This is a question I wanted to ask you, Dan. This is, this is or either, of, either of you. This is one question I wanted to ask you. Chef United, okay, are a old-fashioned football inside with... They don't beat you with pace. That's not how they beat you. They, they, they're well-scored. They're good from set pieces. And the team that we played against Chef United was perfect for them. Morgan had a really good game because he wasn't troubled by McBurney or McGoldrick because neither of them are quick. Sheffield United don't beat you with pace because they don't have that in their locker. Okay, So the team that they picked, it, yeah, it looked really good because Morgan, Evans and Bennett were able to stand there and, uh, and they dealt with everything in the air and they were able just to pass it out wide. Justin played as sort of a right winger and, and Thomas did really well on the left. We then set up with the same side yesterday and we were always going to get beat for pace when it, when it came down to it. And we tried to play exactly the same and it just didn't fit. And the issue then I have is that, okay, don't get me wrong, right? So Yunchu gets himself sent off and that hinders us, okay? But we then have to go back, and I know we've talked about it before, but we then have to go back to recruitment and think, why on earth, why on earth are our two centre-backs in backup of Soyuncu Wes Morgan, who, albeit Leicester legend and a Premier League winning captain and will forever be a legend of the club, but he is past the level to play in the Premier League. And Ryan Bennett, who was not wanted by Wolves, who we are currently above in the league. Certainly agree. Yeah, I, I think you made yeah, some good points there. Agree. I, I, for what it's worth, I absolutely love Morgan. Like I, I think everything about him is just absolutely fantastic, but... He, he ain't far off getting his bus pass now, is he? This is the problem. It's it's very. There, I don't want to say he's too old, but but he is. Like he's thirty six, and, and you can tell. You can really tell, and that, and I hate saying it because he's one of my favourite Leicester players ever. Like it, during that title season, like watching him play was, was an absolute joy. Like him and Hoof at the back. But you are totally right in saying our recruitment. Something has gone wrong. If our backup, if our backup centre backs are the standard of Morgan now. Now, the standard of Morgan four years ago, fine. But, you know, time moves on. And this is what we'll sure we'll touch upon. But I'm really worried about our recruitment because I, I don't think it's going to get better. Like, I don't trust us to really look at where we need to strengthen and, and do it um, do it well. Um, so ne- this is what I'm worried about for next season because the more, the more that we keep bringing in, like, um, you know, like sort of average standard players like Bennett, we we ain't gonna be challenging for Europe every season with players like that. Let's be honest, we're not. Like 
we're, we're going to be looking at the low half of the table, and, and that's worrying because we want to be constantly challenging for top six because I believe that we we have the, got the potential to do it, but it's going to take a lot of a lot of work and some really really intelligent scouting and some really intelligent recruitment. And if I'm honest, I just don't believe that we've got that in our locker at all. Okay, let me just interrupt there. Let me just interrupt there. Um, Josh Holland, who I assume both of you know, tweeted it in um, and, and, and asked what our thoughts were on um, Lee Congerton and his recruiting at Celtic, Sunderland and Hamburg. And then could we be going backwards next yeah. season? Okay, and then the reply just, to that, you... well, a reply to that from a Celtic fan account said that their fans were dancing in the streets when he left. He is a disaster, or he was a disaster. I, I how said worrying, it last week, that. How worrying Hamburg, is that to hear? Hamburg and Sunderland. I personally think the key thing for progression or aggression of any club is good recruitment. Hmm. And Sunderland and Hamburg are quite literally two of the worst possible clubs I think you can look at as an example for good recruitment. Both of them have regressed ridiculously. I said it last week, Sunderland have gone from, I wouldn't say steady Premier League, but Premier League to League One. And Hamburg have been relegated for the first time in their history. And he was—he happened to be at both clubs. Is that a coincidence? Oh, and Celtic fans also think he's dreadful. And There's I'm not being funny as well, but our recruitment since he's come in has also been yeah. dreadful. You know, the, uh, we well, seem to be linked every window with Yannick Vestergaard. Now, yeah. don't get me wrong. He is, <laughs> I mean, he is a... Don't... He is... An, an okay player for Southampton and clubs of that sort of um, quality. And I mean that with no disrespect to, to Southampton or, or what, they're, what they're trying specific. to build. But he does not, not, he is not the sort of person that I would want us to go out and get. But then you look at players like Dragovic, that we, that Dragovic, who don't, he didn't get the, he probably didn't get the chance he deserved at Leicester. And then we chose him not to sign him. And he's had a really good year this year. Mm. But Bennett, Bennett just seems like it, it's almost like we rested on our laurels a bit. I'd love to know what someone can tell me Bennett offers that we didn't have before. Well, this is a thing, though. This is a like, thing. You just, would think we should right, have had a recall if, option on Benkovic. Oh, that, and, I was gonna, and I was going to say the same. I was going to say the same thing. Look, he he struggled with injuries, and he always has struggled with injuries. You know, but. Yeah. At this point, I don't I don't know the full ins and outs of how it works in in the football industry and, and what you can and can't do with lonely um sort of players yeah. you send out on loan. But he is a better option. A Benkovic that has been playing all season is a better option currently than Morgan or Bennett. I and he is our player. He could have done any worse. I don't see how he could have done any worse. He couldn't have done any worse. I actually agreed with Lone in it. I agreed with loaning him out, but I think if you've not got a recall option, yeah, it is a bit of a risk because now we just look stupid. Mm-hmm. As I say, he scored the other day. He scored. He, did you see the goal? Did you he scored see the from goal? eighteen yards. Curled one in the top corner. It was a great finish for a centre half. Yeah, like there's no way he'd have done any. Bennett was embarrassing yesterday. Like he looked so out of his depth, it was unbelievable. Honestly, let's, it was... Yeah, let's go right, Ryan Bennett is a player who you'd probably 
play in the League Cup away to Burton and like in the FA Cup third round at home to Newport and stuff like that. He's not lose. someone who you, he's not someone who you're going to want in Europe. Yeah, but that's for Wolves to do because he's a Wolves player and he's he's their responsibility. He's not our it's, it's not our problem to feel fucking sorry for Ryan Bennett and to just take him. And I mean this with no disrespect to Ryan Bennett because he is a Leicester player and it's not really his fault because I feel a bit sorry fault. for him. You know, it's not it's not his fault that he isn't at the level to play um, for a side mm. that are wanting to be in the top four. But that's the same reason that he doesn't start in Wolves' side. A Wolves yeah. side that is very good defensively, there is a reason that they looked at him and went, you know what, we'll let him go to Leicester. And we've got the option to sign him for £5 million. Now, oh, and I don't oh. want to sound like a snob, but we aren't, oh, we're not in the position million. where we need to sign players for £5 million from Wolves at the end of his career. And Wolves as well play three at the back and they've decided to get rid of a centre-half. So where is he in their pecking order? Den Donk is like, playing centre-half today and, and size is on the bench. And Den Donker also plays in centre-mid. So they, yeah, they, if, if they're choosing to play a centre-mid, or he's probably a holding midfielder, but you know if they're choosing to play Den Donker centre-back, then Bennett can't be that key for them. Wolves, Wolves have outgrown Ryan Bennett pretty quickly. And or below us in the league. Like yeah. what? I, I just don't. I don't. Know and like, well, like we say, this is. I don't it's mean that any. Dis- it, it's not Bennett's fault, you know. Like, no. it, it is. Tr- it is. It is obvious that he is a clubman and he wants to play. And I, I don't begrudge the fact for. I, know, I saw a lot of people sort of absolutely hammering him yesterday. But at the end of the day, it, he he will only do as as well as he physically can. The problem is, yeah. his best is not good enough for what we need it to be? Mm. No, it's not. No, I totally agree, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's the thing. He just, he just isn't good enough, is he? And the thing is, like, and I'm sure we're going to touch upon this as well, isn't there a clause in his sort of loan contract that after five games, we have to buy him? Yeah, luckily, he's only played three and there's only one game left. Oh, really? Okay, no, fair enough. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm wrong then. Potentially, no, no, that, is, that clause does exist. But oh, right, no. um, he he's only played three, and uh, I think it starts. I think he has to start five. Oh, is um, it start? Okay. I saw the main Wolves. Um, oh, I can't remember his name. The main Wolves journalist who works for... Uh, Tim Spires. Tim Spires, is it? Yeah, he, he tweeted it, basically. Um, and all the Wolves fans... It was basically Wolves fans absolutely gutted because we weren't being forced to take him and Leicester fans rejoicing at the fact that we, we didn't have to keep him. But the problem is, okay, the problem is, and I, I had a quick look before we came on, right? And since we won the league, since we won the league, uh, in 15-16, Southampton and West Ham qualified for the Europa League. And this is assuming that um, we don't qualify for the Champions League, but Southampton and West Ham qualified for the Europa League in 15-16. The following year, they both did not finish 8th and 11th. In that year, Everton qualified for the Europa League. The following year, they did not finish in 8th. In 17-18, Burnley qualified for the Europa League. The following year, they did not, and they finished 15th. Wolves will be the first side outside of the top six, providing they do qualify for the Europa League, which at the minute they are, um, they probably will as it stands up. Yeah, they probably will. They will be the first side since we won the league that will have effectively, outside of the top six, that will effectively have qualified for Europe two years on the spin. 
Now Wolves have a big squad. They've got they've got a lot of a lot of good players. You know, Triore they bring off the bench at times. You know, they are a well set up side, and I would back. I would say that they are a better side, a better club than we are in terms of squad depth. And I don't see how without a lot of transfers, we don't struggle next year with an increased amount of games. We struggled this year and we've played, I would say, what have we played at least six less games than Wolves. If you, if you include, I know we went on two, two cup runs, maybe longer than them, but we've at least played sort of six or eight less games than them. And we've still probably struggled more with our squad depth. I don't see how, unless we sign sort of six, seven, eight players in a market that is going to be tough, it's, it's going to be hard with everything that's happened. It's going to be hard to manoeuvre in this market. I really, really don't see how we won't struggle. I don't see how we won't struggle. And it's not even just that. You've, you've also got to remember, like, we're making the Europa League on a bit of a downer. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm personally, as a fan, assuming I can attend, looking forward to going to the away games in the Europa League. Mm-hmm. However, it's quite a come down, sort of, especially for the players and manager, the, to go into the Europa League, having the thought all season we're going to be in the Champions League. Like, yeah. we're almost going to resent the fact we're playing in uh, playing in Belarus rather than at the Barnabas or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like we've made it on a high. We've just we've dropped into it, and I know that's like the ultimate sort of example maybe of our fans sounding like they're spoiled but I just think the overall feeling about it is going to be a bit negative and to be honest like can you see us doing particularly well in it because I can't well Well, this is the thing the only way that we do well in it for me if we if if we only say if we sign two players and we probably lose one the only way we do the only way we do well in it is it is an expense of the league the league campaign. Yeah. And I'm not... Because I don't funny, see like, how we can... I don't see how we can yeah. play. Say it's going to be what? So you 38 Premier League games. You probably play... Um, they might change something for the, the Cups. But say another six games in, in both Cups on average. So FA Cup. So that's another... So that's 44. And then you probably play 10 games in the Europa League. Do we have the squad to play 55 games in a league. And you've got to remember as well that we are a Premier League side, so we have a lot of internationals. They're backlogging all the international games. So in order to get the national, uh, the Nations League, in which they haven't been playing, there'll be so many international games. So that's more games for our players to play. Do we have, do we have the squad? Oh. We, we do, well, no, I don't know why I'm asking. We do not have the squad depth to play that amount of games. I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I I genuinely think for next season because in my opinion we are not gonna get in the Champions League now. We are gonna get in the Europa League. Which to be honest, as a fan, I agree with Turner. I'm really buzzing about the prospect of visiting some of these like you know dingy places, 25p a pint, you know like five pound a night hotel stuff like that. Yeah, buzzing. Um, but in terms of signings, I reckon for next season to cope, I say we need eight players. Mm. Um, and and, and I just, reckon it's, it's, it's not gonna happen. happen at least six or seven, eight or nine is probably my ideal number because if we, say if we sign three, um, it takes one injury basically to be back to square one. Well, one or two injuries to be back to square one. 
And then we are going to struggle big time. And I don't want to sound too negative because at the end of the day, like, although, although we, this past few months has been, you know, even before the lockdown has been, um, it was pretty bad, but, you know, at the end of the day, finishing in Europe, like no matter well, no matter how much we regress this season, it is still something to be fairly happy about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not as good as what we could have got. Um, and no doubt that we, we've seen the flaws in our side. But I'm going to be a little bit happy and say, yeah, I'm, I'm glad we're getting to Europe. It, it's, it's, amazing. It's, it's a good achievement. And, you know, they should be happy with themselves. But, but we could have been a lot better. And I think what it showed me that since probably Christmas or Boxing Day is that we need to invest and we need so, so much. And we need probably over half a squad if we are going to be serious in the Europa League, if we're going to maintain the league form and maybe challenge for a domestic cup as well, which I think as a club we should be aiming to do. There's no point in going to that Europa League um, and, you know, just half our sort of thing. Um, we have to play our best team in the Europa League because there's no point qualifying for Europe just to play um, your fringe players to qualify for Europe next season to play your fringe players again. You have to really go for it. We've got to 100% commit ourselves to go far in that competition. And that's what I want to see as well. But to do that and to maintain the form in the others, we have got to, we have got to make so many signings. And have we got it in us? I really don't know. And, and this is my worry because, as I said, Lee Congerton's recruitment record really isn't good. And I, I hope that I'm sitting here in three months' time going, what a dick I am. I was so wrong about him. Like, you know, he signed some good players and everything's okay. But... I'm just not convinced at the minute. And, th- and this is the problem because I want to see us next season, um, you know, challenging for the top six. I'm not saying we're going to win the Europa League, but I want to see us actually at least do something. I don't want to, I don't want to be passengers. Like we're not, we're not there. We're not there to just to turn up. We're there to do something and then maybe challenge any of the cups as well. But at the minute, I don't know. I don't want to sound negative, but I, I, just can't, I, I can't see it. See it. Well, can't this see is it. a problem. Okay. This is a problem I have. This is a, this is a problem I have is that, Okay, you know, if you look at our side now, you say, oh, Leicester, so unlucky. They, they lost Chilwell, Madison, Pereira, Fuchs, you know, and you just reel off all these names. But the reality is that we didn't. It, it had gone, with the exception of Ricardo, who we lost against Villa, it had gone prior to losing all those players. You know, we, we lost this ourselves, and these players have just come at the end. And I genuinely think the fact that we've lost these players will give people a reason to to say, oh, that's the reason that Leicester sort of messed this up is because they lost the players. Now, the issue yeah. I have is that in January, in January, if you looked at our squad, you would say it is not deep enough. We do not have the squad depth. And, and, and that isn't looking back on it in hindsight. And I know it could be easy to sit here and say, oh, well, now we know this. But I don't agree with that. I think genuinely, in January, you could look at our squad and say, you know what, we probably don't have the depth there. And someone, be that Rogers, Congerton, uh, Rookin, whoever, someone has gone, you know what, I actually like the look of our squad. Now, for me, that then... Uh, goes on sort of the lines of sort of delusional because yeah. someone is looking at our squad and saying, you know what? I'm really happy with the, with the side, the, the, the setup we've got. It wasn't like in January, you know, I would have, I would have preferred it if in January we've had it bought and we ended it with four players or something. Yeah. It was dreadful, you know, and, and you kind of look at it and when, Oh yeah, we got that wrong. You know, we signed these players because we panicked thinking the squad wasn't deep enough. And yeah. we ended up with the likes of, you know, 
with the likes of players that you, you sort of go back to when we panic bought Beckford all those years ago, but yeah. at least, at least we were active, you know, yeah. but it wasn't, it wasn't like, it wasn't like we, we had a go. We looked at our squad. We had the chance. We had the chance because we had everything that could offer. And I know I get people don't like buying in January, you know, and people say January is sort of uh, a mugs market and stuff, but look at Man United who signed someone like Bruno. And I'm not saying that we are Man United, you know, but they looked at their squad and they went, right, we need to make a change. We looked at our squad and went, right, we're sat where we are. We are good enough. And that screams for me, both delusional and arrogance. And the yeah. problem then yeah. is then I then see similar patterns in the manager. And that's what worries me. Yeah. Do you know why? We thought we'd made it. We thought yeah. we'd made it. And, what, that, and what that, again, I, that's delusion and arrogance. It can swallow yeah. you up. And it has done. Like, there's no getting away from it. But, do, but don't you think, though, Sam, that the re, it says to me that they've settled. And that, says to, that screams to me we've got a bit of a loser's mentality in the club. Because if, if we were serious about pushing on, we would have gone, fuck it, we're going to buy like three or four players and we're going to try and push on and get a bit of squad depth. They've looked at that squad and thought, it's all right, we should be fine. And that, to me, screams a loser's mentality. And I, that's why I can't really... In terms of like you know pushing for Champions League every year, and I, I can't say that seriously, not at all, not 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 with that attitude, no. Because but do we, they we not trust that, themselves to, to get it right as well? Yeah, we need yeah, we need to be ruthless though. Like if, if we if we see a player and we, and we and we want him in January, go for it. Like we we need to because that squad, I don't know how anyone could look at that squad in January and thought, yeah, this has got enough depth because it quite obviously hasn't. And um, even in January, I think most people could see that. I'm not saying we should pay like four times over the odds for like a bang average player or something from the championship. I'm not, I'm not saying like we should try and sign Steve Morrison for 35 million quid. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> but what I'm, what I'm saying is that we definitely should have been a lot more active. And the fact that we weren't says to me that we, we settled with the squad when a lot of the fans knew that we probably needed to strengthen. And the one, the people that the opinions actually matter the most, obviously didn't agree with us. <laughs> and now, and now, and now, look what he's got us. We, we, okay, then we, let me just let me. You've just got to speculate to accumulate sometimes. Well, let me just offer a different sort of perspective and a different way of looking at this. When we have sold players in the past, Marez, Maguire, we have shown to clubs that. I would say we have taken an arrogance in the way that we sell players. You know, we've said yeah. you have to pay X amount. A good arrogance. A, a good arrogance, yeah. And yeah. and you and we look at it and we say that's really good because we have shown we're not going to sell our best players and we're not going to be bossed around. But at the same time, it also says to people, right, you don't have to sell to us. You know, because we have said, right, we are only selling Maguire for 85 mil or eight, whatever it was, which was, which was disgraceful that Manu paid that amount of money for him because he's not worth that. But then we then went to um, sort of the likes of Burnley, Bournemouth and, and Brighton and say, right, we want Dunk, Tarkovsky and Ake. And they come back and say, yeah, well, that's 60 million pounds that's going to cost you. And then we then sit from our position and say, hang on a minute, that, they can't charge us that much. But the only reason they're doing that is because they're just applying the same tactic that, that we did. Do we get ourselves into a hole and mean that we are hard to trade with? Because people say, right, if you're going to be arrogant when you sell clubs, you're also going to have to learn 
that that arrogance is then pushed on you when you're trying to buy players. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the market, isn't it? You know, um, and why shouldn't clubs do that? But that's the risk we have to take. If we really believe in a player that much, you're going to just think sod it and pay it, aren't you? Which is pretty then much it looks like. Yeah. But then it looks like we're, we refuse to do that because, because I feel like we always come out and say, well, we're not going to overpay for players. We're not going to do this. We're not going to do that, which I understand and I completely get and agree with. And I would never, I wouldn't want to overpay pay for players. But sometimes, sometimes you may have to pay more than what their value is because the benefit that they bring you is more valuable than, than the money that you end up then paying for them. Yeah. Well, we've, we've kind of like, you could look at it another way, couldn't you? Sort of, so by not spending money in January, we've missed out on a lot of income. You yeah, know exactly. what I mean? Like, as in the Champions League income, we're now going to, we're not going to be getting that. And I couldn't give an exact figure of how much it is, but we ultimately didn't speculate to accumulate. And we thought we'd made it and we've, we're paying the price, really. And that's the thing. We, might, I don't know. we may have saved, we may have saved, we may have said, we may have said something like, um, X player is worth 25 million and they said we want 30 million and we said no we're not paying that because he's 5 million more and we may have gone away from that thinking we've done really well because we haven't we haven't overpaid for someone who is not worth the money now that's fine but that extra 5 million could have been the difference and I know it's easy to look on that in hindsight I know it's easy to look on that and sit here you know and if we'd have run if we'd have played really well or not even really well if we've played averagely and, and finished third we'd have gone you know what We've done really well, and now we've we've got this chance to to buy all the players. But I don't feel that if we had a finished third, I feel we that we'd have just had this issue next year because they'd have yeah. only sort of signed the odd player here and there, and then gone. You know what? That's as done because this isn't an issue that arose in um, January. This was still an issue in the summer. We did, we we didn't spend enough in the summer either. Yeah, I said, but to be honest, after the summer window, I still I felt like. We hadn't bought terribly, although I'm not convinced we bought that well either, really, in hindsight. But I kind of sort of felt, do you know what? I still think we could do with another. Like, do you know what I mean? I just didn't think we completed everything. And then then it came to January. I get not wanting to overpay, but I don't know. But he can't be happy. Can the recruitment seriously, they really have nothing up their sleeves better than Ryan Bennett. See, that's kind of a concern in itself. Like, it doesn't mean every single January signing ever is overpriced. It kind of just sums up another potential weakness about us, to well, be honest. Uh, Manu paid a lot we of money for Bruno Fernandes, but that looks like the biggest, the best signing of the season because he has, ab- they, they, he has absolutely revolutionised their side. Yeah, he has. Yeah. They've actually got some people convincing themselves Solskjaer's a good manager. And that they're, gonna, they're, they're title contenders for next year. Uh, I don't. I don't think they will. But I know. No, but people. Mean. No, but people are saying that. The, 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 what yeah. I mean, I don't think they're title contenders either. But the signing of Bruno Fernandez and the signing of Bruno Fernandez only because nothing has changed other than he has changed the way they play and it's allowed other players to sort of come out the shell a bit more. But he's the only thing that has changed, and that has absolutely revolutionised their side. It has I'm made them get, just better yeah. all over the pitch, hasn't it? Well, look at look it at really, it. They're going to get Champions League because of him, pretty much, aren't they? Mm. Like, you know, um, I, I don't particularly think Man United are anything special. Um, but I, I, I think that, good. But, yeah, I agree. But I think the reason they're going to get Champions League 
is because of, of Bruno Fernandes. They gambled in January and it paid off. And we didn't. And look at us. That is that. That's the difference. Like, and okay, like, Man United are richer than us. Like, you know, they and they've got more of the pulling power. No matter where we are in the league and where they are in the league, they are like arguably the biggest football club in the world. But regardless, it doesn't matter because they gambled and went, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go for it. We need something to change, and they did it. And then we signed someone who who works on a bloody building site. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's it, the, yeah. The, that, that's the difference, and. Mm. And, and that's why I think that we have got this a little bit of a small club mentality. And if you're looking to get top four, top six, top six every season, you've got to ditch that right now. Forget it. This isn't this isn't the mid bloody two thousands. We're not a shit club anymore. If we're going to be serious, act serious. Because at the minute we're not acting serious. Right. So we win the league uh, in 2015-16, and then mm-hmm. we then have uh, the one opportunity, the best opportunity the football club will ever have to really cement ourselves as a, to, to, to break into the, the top six and to say, right, we're here to stay because we had the backing um, and we, we had the, we had the fact that we won the league. We were in the champions league. We were the, the sort of the golden boys in, in the whole world football. We were, we were such a story. It went wrong. Yeah. Great. hundred percent. Total hundred. We, we could have gone down. It was that shambolic. How different is this? It could be similar. It could be the same thing all over again. Like, um, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying we're going to go down next year. Although I'll come to next year a bit more later. But you do just feel like we've pissed away a brilliant chance because when you see what Chelsea are doing now, they've bought Ziyech, they've bought Werner, they're about to buy Havers. You would imagine they're probably going to sort their defence out. And we, I don't know. I just feel like this was a weakened Chelsea. This was if a fairly sign, weakened Man United. It was a weakened If they sign Chilwell. It was a poor Spurs. And we blew it. If they sign Chilwell to strengthen their side and, and Chilwell leaves us sort of for them, you know... And um, everyone has their own opinions on Chilwell and whether they, they whether they want Chilwell to stay. But we become weaker for losing him. That is a fact. Regardless of whether you think he's actually very good or not, we yeah, do become weaker with the loss of Chilwell. And Chelsea becomes stronger. Now, that is then worrying as, as a Leicester fan because that that is just, in theory, separating that gap even further in, before we then replace him. You've just yeah. got to hope it goes the way of Maguire. But but then I say that even that, they're about to beat us to the Champions League. But then but then the thing with Maguire... Well, I think it's again, in spite of Maguire rather than because of it. The thing with Maguire, again, and I don't know how cynical this is to see it, but I, I probably think, thought it. No, I think we got a bit lucky. Because I don't no, I believe... Don't. I don't believe no, I do. even and people they'll, they'll, the club will tell you that they always they always fought it, but I don't believe they expected Sionchu to have to be as good as he has been this season. No, I agree. And even I with Maguire, they, they, we did not replace him, regardless of whether you say we did or not. I know now it looks like we did because Sionchu's had a really good season. Him and Evans have been better than Maguire, you know. But we didn't. We had Sionchu before, and I watched enough of Sionchu 
when he did play this sort of last season to not to, I was worried that we hadn't replaced Maguire you know and regardless of whether he has gone on to have a good season and you know people might say yeah we always knew that we always knew Sionchu was better than but I don't believe that. you know I think that is another thing where we got lucky oh we did get lucky yeah a million percent yeah, we, we, did. we did nobody nobody realistically knew this Sionchu was going to turn out like this like, and again I agree with you on another point that like and the club were always going to say, oh, yeah, we knew, we knew. But no, 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 they didn't. Like, but, you know, obviously it's great that um, Soyan Chu has turned out like he has. But it does go back to the point where, like, yeah, we didn't replace him. We just sort of gambled. And this time it did pay off. Um, that's not going to happen every time, though, is it? Well, were we not in for another centre-half, though? Didn't, didn't we want Dunk, Paul, Tarkovsky? Yeah, we, yeah, we went. And then and they, yeah, they, they, they basically... But, I think, was it Bournemouth because... came out and... Bournemouth actually came out and said something about a bid we'd made, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they, said because they, yeah they said that they wanted, I think it was circa £60 million. Pounds for it was, wasn't it about 75 or something? Yeah, I think, yeah, you could have been right. You could have been it right. Something that's worthy. Yeah. I mean, I would take Ake with form of go down, to be honest. He's, about to, he's going Man City. Oh, is he? I've, I've just United. read tonight he's going Man City for £35 million. I don't know how true it is, but it looks a relatively reputable source. But don't quote me on that when he signs for Spurs. <laughs> I, I I think he's a great player, and I I still think that like we would we should have um we should have probably had another centre back last last uh, last summer, um and it it would have obviously still helped us a lot. But I don't know. It's just it's just worrying, isn't it? Like it's it's so strange because we're in Europe and yet we're still like shitting ourselves about the recruitment. But, I said it last. I said it before, though. Like people react to a trajectory that a club is on rather than where they are in the league. Because I'll flip yeah. this round. People will say stuff, right? Like, why are the Leicester fans moaning when they're fifth? Okay. So remembering the Great Escape after we'd won three in a row or something, we were mm-hmm. bottom, and I bet no one was moaning then. And why was no one moaning? Because the trajectory was heading the right way. You could see that things were looking good again. Well, I mentioned yeah. it with Jordan. I mentioned it with Jordan the other night when I had him on. Um, yeah. A little plug there. But I said, people, we got absolutely hammered as a club when we sat Ranieri. Yeah. But it was and the that right decision. Was the best, that was one of the best decisions we made. It was, it was honestly, it was, if you removed all sentiment, which is very hard in football, but if you removed all sentiment, it was an obvious decision. It was sad. Like we, I, I was gutted, but but then you still have people even, like Lineker saying how, how bad I it was and all this. Yeah, but it's you know, a load of old rubbish. We'd have gone down. We'd have gone down. Totally, it's just it's snobbery again, though, isn't it? It's like Leicester think they're too good for this Leicester. If people are slating you for like wanting to progress yourselves as a club, I think that means you're doing something right. Yeah, and we don't need a shapy analogy this thing, week. Um, we <laughs> we sort of keep <laughs> oh, them away deliver. from them, you know, but. But no, I agree, you know, I, I agree and it, it frustrates me that people, it, it, I, find, I don't like when people say, yeah, but you'd have taken, you'd have taken fifth at the start of the season. Yeah, Total but that's not the, that, that isn't the, bollocks. you know, you know, that isn't, that doesn't matter whether, no, whether I take him fifth at the start of the season. I, I couldn't care less because I am not basing no, how I feel that. now on how I should have felt at the start of the season. Okay. Yeah. Well, like I said to you last week, January was more recent than then. 
and no one would have taken this then. So why does that get totally ignored? If we hadn't have won the league, if we hadn't have won the league the year we won it, you wouldn't have said, yeah, but you'd have taken second at the start of the season. Because Because imagine if Tottenham, imagine if Tottenham had won the league. Imagine if Tottenham could people have seriously said you'd have taken second? Obviously, like if we'd have lost to Everton at home, season, you know, if we needed to, yeah, if we'd have lost to Everton at home and then Chelsea away, and people have gone, yeah, but you'd have taken second. The ones who bottled it, we'd be, we'd be known as the ones who bottled it and handed Tottenham the title. Like, and that's what that's the biggest frustration for me, right? Let me read this out to you. Since Nigel Pearson is first Watford game, so this is the last twenty games. Watford, if the table had, if the league had started then, they'd have been twelfth with twenty-five points. Yeah. Okay. Then, so from the from the bottom, then you have Norwich, who are on, they're just not really worth including. They'd have been on ten points. So no, no, no. Dread, so, sorry, dread sorry, sorry, ten points. Ten points, so, Norwich. Are, are we? St- yeah, but okay. So forty percent of their points since then have come against us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 40, 40% of, of Norwich's points have come against us. Um, yeah, so, so they'd be bottom, rank bottom, okay? Then in 19th and 18th, you'd have Villa and Bournemouth, who have 15 points from 20. Um, and they'd be that would make your relegation zone. You then have Brighton yeah. 17th with 16. And then 16 and 15, you have us and West Ham with 18 points. I mean, to be level with West Ham is frankly embarrassing. We're free, and, and we would be we, three and points. And we've beaten West Ham twice in that period. Yeah, we've beaten West Ham twice in that, in, that, in, that, um, in that time. And we've beat Villa. Uh, we drew to Brighton. Got beat by Bournemouth. Bournemouth and Norwich. Oh, and we drew, <laughs> we drew, to, we drew, we drew and drew lost Watson. to Norwich. You know, but we'd oh, be sorry, three no, points. No, including Watford. No, oh yeah, no, we, yeah, we... But, but this is the thing, in that time, look how many of those games as well were against crap. Well, this is, a, that's the point. It's not we... like it's an even hard run. No, like, we've not, we've not. Say. Who, since that game, since that game, we got, when that was, he came in early December, didn't he? So uh, we, we lost to, we lost away at uh, Man City. We lost at home to Liverpool. You know, yeah. But then, but then we've we've had some horrendous results. We've just to to put it bluntly, we've gone to shit. That's relegation form. It really. Like, isn't I know it doesn't off. get you relegated. Really I know isn't... it doesn't get you relegated. But that's form where the the odd thing going but, the other way would get you relegated. You know, but it's not just it's not just that though, is it? Like it's it's not just the fact it's crap. It's crap coming from a position yeah, 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 where we awesome. won eight games in a row, where we were second. How do you go from that to this? Mm. I don't get how we're... Honestly, I said this to you before, but our fans, like, I can sort of forgive some of the over-the-top, the seemingly over-the-top reactions at times. I can sort of forgive it because of how ridiculously up and down we are as a team. We just only ever do anything in extremes. Like we've gone from second in the league to producing form like that with the same group of players. And it's not not something new for us. We were the champions who looked like we were going to get relegated. Mm. Mm. But we were also, 
And, and even even before that, we were a team that were relegated, and then all of a sudden became well beers. You know, but we were in. Yeah. We were in the um, title contenders talk, and then no no one probably thought we were going to win it, including myself. You know. And yeah, it was always really sort good. of... I thought Liverpool was too... Yeah, but it was always Liverpool sort of Liverpool and, and then maybe Man City. But we were, we were there as a third as a third outsider that if everything went wrong for the, the two above, then we did still have the top scorer in the league. You know, we were playing quick football. We looked really good, you know. And we looked like a side that had an outside chance. We're now probably not going to qualify for the Champions League. And again, what would... You know, if Man U had won the last 10 games on the spin, you go, wow, we probably should have held on, but you have to take your, your hat off to them. Oli has done an unbelievable job and they've won all these games. on, But they haven't. They lost. We sat recording this episode last Monday and United were winning in the last minute and they conceded to Southampton. And we went, Wow. What a lifeline. You know, Chelsea got hammered by Sheffield United and you go, wow, does no one want to win it? It's not like it's not like they've been so good that one little slip from Leicester has meant that they caught them. They've given us so many chances to get away and we just keep giving them back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it that, you, frustrating, I, isn't it? Honestly, I would not be shocked if Man United didn't win this week against West Ham. I genuinely no, would, would not I. be that shocked if they blew it. And I wouldn't be shocked if Chelsea lost them. both games. No, they're, they're all, yeah. Uh, you're totally right. Though, home to Wolves. Yeah. You're totally right. It's just it's the frustration of like, it's almost like the Pokemons with a stick going, go on, go for it, go for it. And we're still not doing it. And I, I think we're, we're going to get what we deserve anyway, which is probably fifth. And, you know, maybe it's for the best because we'd probably get twatted in the Champions League, to be quite honest with you. But it's not the point. It's just the fact that we haven't given ourselves an opportunity to build. Um, obviously, if we did get in the Champions League, the signings would be a lot better. Um, the other thing with the Champions League is it's an easier... I think it has less of an effect the following year because I think yeah, the Tuesday-Wednesday yeah. games are and easier in the schedule than the long and, trips and on a, a Thursday. Yeah. So, as a general rule, your trips are a lot sort of... I think the furthest yeah. we had to travel last time was Seville. Yeah, playing like, against nice teams probably on carpets, you know, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, you play, like, you're not... it's, it's not, it's not travelling to Bate Borisov or Pauk or whoever it this... will be. Playing against this... horrible bastards. Yeah, this is, this is yeah. the thing, like, you know, Europa League, you're going to be playing against like FC4 every week, aren't you? And like, <laughs> you know, the, the Champions League, you've got like, it's relatively short trips. So no, I, I totally, I totally agree. And, and this, and this is what it is. Like, because remember, didn't Wolves draw someone in Armenia or something? Well, that might have been the qualifiers. I don't know. Yeah. But it's besides the point. That's a sort of a couple of them teams are going to sneak in, like from from them sort of countries. And it's just, I mean, I know the professional footballers, the professional athletes, but it still must be really bloody draining. I mean, like, I don't think we have the characters to go and I don't think we have the characters to go and to go and do what Wolves have done. No, I, don't I don't think I, I don't think we game. have the players. And we don't have, I don't think we have the personalities to travel on a Thursday in the early kickoff. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not the Champions League nights under the lights, you know, and it's, it's not these, it's not these sort of um, glorified, not glorified, um, glamour, glamour fixtures. It will be horrible fixtures 
playing yeah. you know like some of the games are like they kick off at like 4 p.m you know people what? are still at work people don't care what? about them you yeah, know and they're yeah. in horrible countries yeah. you know what and no fans there you know like this isn't going to be this isn't and look i don't get me wrong i would love i would love to represent leicester uh in the europa league but these aren't going to be sort of games where the players are going to go we're going to be looking forward to it you know to play the yeah. likes of Barty Borisov or they even get worse than that don't they somebody Carabag or something like yeah, yeah. on a, on a Thursday start, night the thing, the thing uh, is, is you, like, the players... do you think Leicester would win at Besiktas no no chance no, do you mate. think Leicester Should... win at Torino nope do you think Leicester win at Espanyol because Wolves have won at all three of those this season yeah, Turner. no, and I don't, I don't probably think probably a bad example. Yeah, they do are probably think, a bad example. I, I don't think I don't think we'd win at Besiktas. No, can you imagine? That's weird. Can you imagine yeah. Chilwell taking a throw in at Besiktas? Like he'd have a nosebleed. <laughs> like his shirt, his shirt would turn red instead of blue, and he'd probably shit his pants yeah. as well. Like it's just. But that's the just, worry you have. Yeah, yeah no, no. no but that's the thing precisely is like, the half, problem with being weak mentally. Like a fit. it's such like half, a big problem. It's but the other problem is everything. The other problem is a lot of the teams don't go full strength in the Europa League because they can't. But mm. but then we, you then also have to, you still have to win the games. You still have to win the games because otherwise the loss of the games would massively affect the mentality of the club and, and the run you're on. You know, so you, you do still have to look at United. They, they take a team, but their team is good enough to win the games so that you stay on that run. You know, um, Arsenal are reasonably good at it as well. They travel with kids, but they make sure that they win the games because mm. if you get knocked out, then that can also be bad, you know, because then that can then sort of, you're kind of left with, right, there's nothing left to play for. You know, it is good to have something to play for, but then yeah. we definitely do not have the side to be able to chuck out our reserve side, you know, and, and win games. You even look at the cup games that we've played this year. We've, we've yeah. had to go full strength for a lot of the cup games. Yeah. I just think, you know, after these countries that we're, we're going to be playing against in Europa League, you need bloody visas to get in. It's not, it's not nearby nice touristy places. This is, this is going to be, they're going to have some real, real grim games, which for fans, if we're allowed to travel, brilliant. You know, the sort of, uh, the, the, you know, the grimmer, the better for us. That's what you want to experience. So you, you want to feel on your toes. Um, you want to feel like, oh, you know, you, know, you, could, you could get shot around the corner by the, by the police. But, but it's just, you know, I agree. It's, um, it's just, I, I don't know. I, I just don't believe we've got the, um, as you said, right, the characters, just the, the determination to get over the line and perform in all competitions next season. And it's sad because there's no reason why that we, we shouldn't, if you get what I mean. Like, we should be aiming to do it. Like, as I said before, like I've said it a few times, like if we're serious about moving on as a club and getting top four, top six, you have to prove that. It's not a God-given right. And at the minute, I just don't feel as if we are. As simple as that. The problem is, I just don't know if Rogers sees it as as big an issue as, like, all of we do. And I feel like it's something that's really? going to undo him, to be honest. Yeah, 100% it should, but it's not something new to Brendan Rogers. Like there were accusations of this kind of thing at Liverpool as well, and mm. yeah, like I, I can just see it repeating itself a bit. I just don't know if he values that side of the game as much as he probably ought to. Mm. Yeah. Okay, then. Right, we're nearly we're nearly an hour in here, and okay. we've spent a, 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 a large majority of that talking about the Europa League and the impact that that would have on us next year. 
Is it worth asking whether either of you think we get a result on Sunday? I'll be gobsmacked. Um, you already know. You already know. Because wouldn't it be? Wouldn't it be typical? It would Leicester? be remarkable. If Wouldn't we it be typical now, Leicester to go and get a result? You know, no. When <laughs> I tell you what, it would be typical Leicester that, to get a result no, and the, get knocked out on I'll goal. Tell you the, the problem that would be typical Leicester. Yeah. No, I think <laughs> it strikes me as a team that will just fall short every time. Yeah, mm. I agree with that. That's, that's yeah. exactly the problem that I have with us. Okay, like, here's then. Here's the, here's then. Can you I'm imagine? I'm presented a with evidence. Can you imagine yeah. a scenario where we need one goal with five minutes to go? Fuck's sake. I yeah. can't even yeah, see I only, it. I only see that nearly every game. Yeah, but no, but this is the problem I've got is I can't see that scenario where we get a winner. It probably no, take we'll, off a We'll pass it round the back. Yeah. That, and that's the we'll, problem I have. We'll I don't pass see... it round the back. We'll try I know we'll it sounds daft. For the perfect goal. I know it sounds really daft, mate, and, and the people will probably laugh when I say this, but you think back to sort of, you know, the year we won the championship, and I, yeah. I instantly think of the Schmeichel goal against Yeovil. I know it was given to Wood, but I'm going to give it to Schmeichel. You know? I'm going to give it to Schmeichel. And, and stuff like that, you know, and, and games in the year we stayed up, the sort of big goals, you know, we had a Joa's goals that he scored, massive goals, you know, the year against, we won the league. Yeah. But, and the year we stayed up, I do not, I do not see that happening this year. I don't see that that the team we have is capable of a huge goal. No, no, great, I just don't. Great, that's yeah. that's why I think, like, I, I think that's why our fans are probably harsher on this team than it would appear they should be to the outside. Definitely, definitely, 100%. I don't think people believe in this team to sort of throw everything at it. It's the, it's the manner we lose that I find infuriating. I can't remember a single loss this season where I haven't been really pissed off with it, other than arguably Man City at home. But I feel like, but then again, I think back even then, I think I was pissed off at the last 10 minutes. We didn't do anything. We just sort of took it. So, yes, I was pissed off. But you just don't ever feel like we're really throwing everything at it. It's almost like we're just waiting for it to happen. It happened at Everton, didn't it? It was pathetic. Even like at Watford, though, there. even at Watford, even at Watford, we didn't Even when really, we get a last-minute winner, we still We win. didn't even really look like scoring. That wasn't, a, that wasn't one of those goals where no. you, you throw everything at it and you, you get a horrible scramble or a header. Like, it was just a bit of a switch. And, and Chilwell had a shot. Watford didn't really mark him. And he, and he scored a good goal, to be fair to him. And I know you take yeah, everything you... I know you take everything you can get in those sort of scenarios. Yeah. But like, I've watched Sheffield United a, a few times this season and you get a feeling and you think they're going to score it. You know, against the Wolves, when they played Wolves, I was watching the game and my yeah. fantasy team was full of Wolves players and I had a horrible feeling and I thought, Sheffield United are going to score it. And as soon as they got the corner, I went, this is going in. This is going in. And it, came across, players. it came across and he nodded it in. And you went, and, and you think to yourself, I knew that was coming. You know, I've known, I've watched enough yeah. football to, and you get a feeling that that's going to come. You never watch Leicester and think they're going to score it. No, you just think we're just going to take the, we're just going to sit back and take the loss. Like, it, it just feels like we're, we would rather 
stick to a principle of not sort of playing a big man. And I'm not saying the, the big man's the only way to do it, but it's almost like at least we stuck to those principles of not doing that, even though we didn't look like coming back into the game. But the Everton game was just... I think that Everton that game... That's probably the perfect example, bit, really. yeah. That Everton, yeah it was, honestly, because we really had actually come... We came out in the second half and actually looked quite good, didn't we, at first? Well, it we was like Brian at the home. Pressure. Brian at home, they, yeah. came, they came out at half-time and they had no intention of winning that football game. No, they didn't at all. We could they have done a lot more. No attacking. intention. We could we could have taken a centre back off and played three at the back because they had literally no intention of winning that football game. And yeah, fair play to would, them they because they got the they, they got they got the point, which was a good point. If they'd have gone after us, then they would have sort of allowed Vardy the chance to hit us on the counter, and they probably would have lost the game. You know, so Potter did a good job in in he came for a point, he got a point. If, yes, we, they we were a bit unlucky that Mope missed a pen, but they got exactly what they would have wanted to get from that game. And yeah, we had the we, chance. We could have gone four up front for all it mattered because they had no... All we needed to do... I wouldn't have even minded if he had chucked Wes Morgan on up front and just had something. You know what I mean? I genuinely just, think that would annoy me less. That would annoy me less than what we see now. That genuinely would piss me off less than what I see at the minute. Because you just, just you just don't feel like we're gonna we don't push all out for that goal. I don't understand it. And it comes down to a character issue for me. It's not a talent issue. It's a character issue. I don't. I but I, then I don't feel like how these can be professional athletes. And everyone you speak to, I've been lucky enough to speak to some to to like some great ex footballers, you know, and all of them sort of have that sort of competitive streak running through them. And you look at the characters, you got like in that side on um, Sunday, you got Smike who won the league for his Vardy, you know, Morgan. Like they, this doesn't just change overnight. Like Vardy used to sort of he would die on the pitch for Leicester City, and I'm not saying he's to blame, you know, like and and I'm not he. He's had no. a good year. He's a, he's a Premier League top goal scorer. You know, but it looks like there are characters out there that that wouldn't die for the team. It really does. And that that might be a your dad, your, dad, like, um, your dad way of looking at it. You know what I mean? It, do, should we now right have... more often than anyone's willing to admit. <laughs> yeah, he is, yeah. He is, right. He's often that. right, your dad is. And he's got yeah, a good dress yeah, sense. Like, great dress exactly. sense. Exactly. Jeans and shit, yeah. Um, but anyway... <laughs> I agree completely. I think that is why our fans get so frustrated. Because I must admit, I do sort of... I moan a lot about us. And then you've got, say, a Newcastle fan replies like, you're fucking moaning about this. And I do think to myself, like, I mean, he's got a bit of a point. Like, we're far better than, say, Newcastle, a club that I've grown up as pretty much better than us, basically. Yeah, sometimes oh, I think so. To there myself, is kind of that. I do think to myself, "Am I being really harsh?" But, but then I look at the team. Then I look at the team. So many people are like this, and I feel I to see myself, performances and just get it wind me up. Yeah, I'm not proud of any of our, our team. You know what I mean? Like, like you know when we when the year that we um, sort of had the great escape, even though we were bottom yeah. of the league, and I I had sort of. Sort of, I was like, right, we're getting relegated. You know, we are, regardless of the yeah. way you look at it, we are getting relegated this year. You know, and yeah. and I was, 
I was happy to it's admit not a lot, that. lots to be negative. No, but it, but we were no, as good as Dan, okay, you know. On, but we, I was still we, yeah, proud of the players. You know, you would I wouldn't have had a bad word if we'd have gone down that year. I wouldn't have had a bad word to say against the likes of sort of Dean Hammond, Paul Koncheski, you know, um, reference to the sort of podcast episodes with them. But, um, <laughs> but I wouldn't have had a bad word to say about them because every time they were on the pitch, they looked like they, were, they cared for the club and they hated getting beat and they loved, not that we won many, but they loved winning with the club, you know. When, when we now, won. Uh, I can't sorry. be proud yeah. of the players in defeat. When we lost games that season, I used to feel like gutted and almost like not robbed, but I, I genuinely like sympathise with the players. Mm. I can't remember the last time I felt like that. Every time we lose now, I just hate them. I just hate. Like, it, it, I just honestly, hate every one of them because they just ruin my weekends. Well, yes, yesterday was. Just, I mean, I, it was game over at half time yesterday, mm. but. I still think the second half was just... I don't, Mourinho just could not have had it any better, could he? He literally... It was, that was like his dream scenario yesterday. Look, don't and get me there's wrong. There's still some people who bang on about the possession that we had in that. And you just think, well, we're yeah. bound to have loads of possession. Like, that, how, how, long I Mourinho, don't care. how long does Mourinho have to manage? Possession's bullshit. I'd how, how long does Mourinho have to manage in England before people realise this? The fact that it finished three nil probably annoyed me even more. <laughs> I'd prefer to, to get these five nil going after it. I do feel like Spurs were. All, yeah, we'll come to something else in a minute. I do feel like Spurs were ultra clinical. Like three nil probably did flatter them a bit, but yeah, yeah, no, at the end no, of the no, day, we created we created a scenario where that could happen, and Kane, as Kane always does, turns into Brazilian Ronaldo against us. Where just everything is, he touches flies in. The thing is, he is a world class striker. You know, yeah, if we if we play to if we play to his good. strengths. Very good. When he when Siontu got sent off, he he probably has a calendar in his kitchen with the Leicester game like circled round and he was crossing off the days. Because he'd have been looking at our he'd have been looking at our defence and thinking, Wow, I am gonna go to town on them. You know, and when he saw how, well, yeah, when he saw how we set up, he probably thought, Jesus Christ, it's getting even easier. Mm. Yeah. It's just an easy, his record against us is absolutely sickening. Mm. I think, I was looking at this earlier, um, in the league, he's played nine games against us and he scored 14 goals. <laughs> I mean, where, where do you even start with that? Where do you even start with that? But... And it's hard, to, it's hard to, because don't get me wrong, Harry Kane is a world, you know, yeah, he's Harry Kane is a world-class striker, you know, and he is. It's not like, it's not like he doesn't deserve... It's not like it's Solanke. Yeah, and, it, and you know, yeah, it's not like Solanke scored 15 and 9. We'd never make him look good. Well, no. <laughs> We're not, no one else manages to. We must be really good if we can do that. But yeah, but we just play to his strengths, and we play to <laughs> Mourinho. Must have he must have gone to bed last night thinking, "How easy was that?" You know, I didn't even have to he work have for it. Think, he must have gone to bed thinking, like, "Did I teach Rogers anything when I yeah. was managing him?" 
Because that's, that's the thing. Rogers, Rogers was an assistant for a Mourinho side. And Mourinho's tactics, with all due respect to Mourinho, because he is um, a manager with, with a, a, a much better trophy cabinet than any of the three of us will ever have. You know, even on football manager. Um, but yeah, okay. <laughs> his sides have not changed the way that they play. You know, he still plays the same game. Yeah, he's a pragmatist. Yeah, and and Brendan would have seen that before. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean. It's not like there's a reason. The problem, there's a reason we couldn't really be Watford because and um, I've sort of emailed um, Pearson's agent to see if because I would be interested to speak to him and to see what he thought about the, the Leicester side because he knew how to set up against us. You know, all these teams play against us and. Watford. Yeah, they know what they're doing. They don't. It's not like it's not like they, we surprise anyone. We have no plan B. We have no plan C. And if people can can contain Vardy, then they can contain Leicester City. That's it. That's the sad fact. And we always seem to get a new manager in who finds a new way to get the most out of Vardy. Then it seems to get a bit sussed, and then we go to shit. Rinse and repeat. But do you know what I think is the most concerning thing about yesterday? Is what you touched on about Rogers should know what Mourinho will do. But you just know for a fact, next season, the same thing is going to happen. The same thing will happen. I, I will confidently say we will lose again at Tottenham next year. Comfortably. Yeah, yeah. I can totally see it happening again. But I just don't see how it's not. Like, it makes you wonder, like, I worry that Rogers sort of just doesn't learn. Mm. He doesn't seem to learn from his mistakes. I feel like he's got an ideal way that he wants to play, which is fine for what it's worth. But at times it's coming in to the detriment of the team. And I just don't think he seems to learn these things. Like, we'll see in time, but I just, I'm not, honestly, I'm not optimistic for next season. I really feel like we've been sussed and we've got no real way of... We've got no alternative to it, to be honest. Right, well, that's probably... The perfect, well, on that note... Well, on that the perfect note, anyway. way to, to sort of bring... bring um, of which has probably been an hour and 20, 20 minutes of us moaning, you know? Um, it probably yeah, is worth, it is probably worth saying that, sort of, given the, the current sort of world climate and, and everything that's going on we are we are appreciative of the fact that there is sort of football <laughs> football and it gives us a chance to, to sort of to have a moan and, and hopefully people haven't um to sort it's of hated listening to our <laughs> it's it's healthy yeah they can't hate it that much if they listen again though that is very healthy, true though, like, honestly it's it's good to get it out in it it's kind there's something sort of kind of like satisfied about it but like, I, I hate the thought of taking defeat, like just as if we should just accept defeat. Like I just. But then this is a problem, that, Dan. That and I know, and people are probably thinking, really people are probably thinking, end the podcast, end the podcast, don't go on again. But I will, I will go on again. The problem is, you just kind of think to yourself, if only the players would have this sort of emotion. That's what I feel. Yeah, and that's it. I feel a lot of the fans have this emotion, and I don't feel like the players do. 
there's a reason that there's a there's a reason that like the last episode we put out as a three of us i know there was one with jordan in between but even that one was also negative you know no one's come on and gone "Ah, thank you mate thank you but no one's come on and gone you're giving them a hard time you know what i mean because everyone shares everyone shares this frustration and it's frustration that you know throughout the history of of sort of well actually maybe when we were really when we uh were really bad but you know the sort of the year yeah. that we there's always been divides in the club yeah of but, course but even now it like everyone is just sort of so like frustrated the only divide is really the odd people saying um remember where we come from and then the other people saying no this isn't good enough, you know, but there's no, no one actually sticks up for the, the manager, the players, you know, because they don't no. come out and give us any passion. Nobody. I, it, I would love, so true. I would it's love so Rogers. True. I would love Rogers to come out and say, I, I absolutely look at Wilder, right? On Thursday night, when we played Sheffield United, he came no, out I, and he said, yeah. he said, um, if I could have took every single one of them off other than the keeper at half time, I would have done because they were absolutely disgraceful. <laughs> You know, like, and don't get me wrong, it didn't work because they got they got beat today by Everton. But um, yeah, yeah, you know, but but even still, as a fan, you see your manager and you go, he is one of us. You know, he understands what it means to be a fan and yeah, to be someone who cares about the football club. It feels like no one at Leicester cares about the football club. It yeah, does seem that, like that yeah. at times, like Rogers. And as well, like when you compare what Wilder said to what Rogers has said, he's he said a couple of things in the past week that I just think strike me as trying to lower Leicester's expectations to save his own art. Do you know what mm. I mean? What did he did he say something like we've we're up against some very big clubs, etc.? Okay, that isn't untrue, but they're not powerful in their current situation. This season, like I've said before, I think out of the the so-called big six, I think only Liverpool have had that good a season. Like, have any yeah, of the yeah. others? Can any of the others really? Chelsea will probably be content with what's happened, but that's kind of by they're in a bit of an extraordinary situation. No, definitely, definitely. Like, so, so by default, it's the weakest, a weaker Chelsea side. Man City have not had a fantastic year. I was wrong about them. They, they've blown the FA Cup as well. Um, yeah, yeah. Man United, they've not had a good season, I don't think. It, and if they come in the top four and say that's a good season, then that just proves to me that they've regressed massively anyway. Mm. Tottenham haven't had a good season. And Arsenal, jeez, Arsenal are still below Burnley. Mm. Arsenal are 10th in the league. Like no, That, that no. tells its own story. They've, they've been a disgrace. The... Right, gents, thank you for coming on. <laughs> because no the Zoom's going to end, so. It's yeah, it's, it's, it's okay. Thank yeah, you, you know for coming on. You know what the thing is? Like, I've, I've just realised that my Wi-Fi cut out, like, God knows when. So I've been using my bloody 4G. Right. <laughs> so, gonna, I'm going to lose you in about two seconds. Hi, right, guys. Uh, unfortunately, Zoom didn't allow either of the Dans to say goodbye. Uh, you may think that's a good thing. But as we reach the end of this episode, you're here, so I'll take that as a positive. Just want to say again, massive thank you for the support. Any retweets, likes, shares, follows, 
is uh, massively appreciated, guys. So thank you for that. For those of you that aren't aware, there's a competition running on the Twitter account at Fox's Fancast to win an exclusive Art of Football Jamie Vardy tee. So make sure you get on the Twitter, give it a like, give it a retweet, follow the account, and hopefully you might be in with a chance of winning. Cheers, guys. I'll see you next week.